Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Jonathan Watson from TheWondering.com along with Michael Grumbine right over there next to me. And uh, he is uh, he is here joining us on the day that the long form trailer for the Rings of Power, the Amazon Prime show, has been released. Uh, and we are without our uh, the third third side of our triangle, Dan Coates. He's off hard at work at the Babylon Bee, so he was unable to make it. Uh, he wishes he were here, and it'd be great to have his his insight because he hasn't uh, the deep knowledge of the Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and Silmarillion and all those other things that Michael and I kind of come with. So there's an edge missing. We're sorry for that. But thanks for joining us. Uh, before before I say anything more, I want to remind you that if you like what we're doing, if you like the Tolkien stuff that we're bringing you, just hit subscribe, hit like, share this. Uh, we'd love to get the message out that there are Tolkien fans who still really love Tolkien. And, you know, we try to keep it uh, close to the vest like that. We want to keep Tolkien Tolkien. So anyway, uh, we want to go over this trailer. And before we do, I just want to say I showed this trailer to my son. He's 12 years old. He hasn't finished The Lord of the Rings yet, but he's, an, he's a voracious reader. He's read everything from The Hardy Boys to half of The Lord of the Rings at this point uh, and uh, kind of is, is all the time looking at all these things. So he has, he has like when it comes to stories and all that sort of stuff, he has good knowledge, kind of like Mike's kids. Mike, do I call you Mike? Michael's children. And, uh, and uh, he showed him the trailer and his first reaction was, well, it looks nice, but what is it about? Which is funny because that was my first reaction too. So for instance, um, on Twitter today, I put together a uh, tweet thread that was indicative of that. And that's kind of exactly what I started with here, where it, it, I mentioned it leans into the two things, but then it goes down into, we don't know what the story is about, right? We have no clue who the bad guys are. We have no clue who uh, who we should really care about. Why are they showing some of these characters? So anyway, that, I thought that was funny that his take was my first take too. Um, and, uh, and we want to go from there. I know, Michael, you also showed it to your kids. Did they have a similar look or, or what was their initial thoughts on, uh, yep, on yours I, too? They did. They, you know, they, they found the trailer in general to be exciting and saw some things that they recognized, especially I have daughters uh, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. children that have read the Silmarillion. So they recognize some of the, some of the elements of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And I think the fact that it was better than the silliness that we got in earlier teasers made a, a generally positive impression on them. But they didn't really have any idea what it was about either. They were just sort of, this yeah. is, you know, two and a half yeah. minutes of, of interesting shots. <laughs> Which is kind of what we had in the first one, just a, a smaller amount of it. So, right. all right. Well, so let's let's take a look and let's start with the trailer. We'll, we'll play it here. Um, and uh, we'll give you our thoughts as we go through it. Uh, if you have any thoughts and if you think we're wrong about anything, please do let us know below. We'll, uh, we'll try and respond if, if there's anything major that we got wrong or some news that we missed, but we're, we're kind of on the, on the top, on top of things here. Uh, all right. So, oh, one thing also interesting. So this is from 5 p.m. Central Time, which I guess is 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This uh, was when this page was last refreshed. But here you can see that we have 35,000 likes and 57,000 dislikes, which is a pretty low amount of likes for a trailer that's been viewed almost 1.1 million times. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of people who are just not happy with the way that it's turning out. And, uh, and we'll go over some of that because, you know, there, there are positives and negatives. And for me, anything that's not strictly Tolkien is always more on the negative side, <laughs> generally. I mean, that's just my disposition. It's hard to overcome that. Uh, so anyway, all right, so we'll, we'll get started. Uh, let's go uh, full screen. Let's do it. 
So this is Galadriel speaking when she says there was a time when the world was so young. There had not yet been a sunrise. But even then, there was light. So even then... Yeah, so even then there was light, right? Which of course is the trees. And so uh, light of the two trees, Laureline and Telperion. I, I have to say, you know, we have been critical of the stuff they've done in the past for I believe good reasons. This this particular opening in this particular shot, I have to give credit where it's due. I really like this. I like the fact that they're they're giving us a, a, a beautiful shot of Valinor and the two trees, which is in Galadriel's memory from Galadriel's memory, clearly. And uh, I am I am interested, given the fullness of this trailer, I'm interested how they're going to deal with what happened in the first stage. Is it going to be flashbacks from the characters who are there? Is are, are they going to actually devote some episodes to showing us what went on in, in, at certain points in the first stage? So yeah. that's kind of an interesting question in my mind. I I bet it's going to be in the same way that we see it with uh, other. Um properties like Star Wars and even the Wheel of Time where they do the flashbacks in the middle of certain episodes where they probably aren't going to bring us right into a uh, uh, you know the first stage and walk us through the timeline like that but something will happen maybe it's a battle maybe it's Galadriel you know probably in that ice thing whatever she's doing right there trying to find what's out what's going on in some sort of uh, quest uh, and then we have some flashbacks when she talks to Elrond that sort of stuff that's my guess but um, that's just the way you're probably right yeah. So this here is interesting. Those, I believe, are supposed to be elves. I don't know. You see them running right there? Not mm -hmm. sure exactly. Apparently, they all run in double line formation. Which is... Yeah, and they're two. And they're, uh, it's, it's an eagle. I don't think it's an eagle of Manway. I think it's just a bird. Uh, I, I have a feeling what's happening here is something along the lines of uh, Galadriel knows Sauron is coming back, and she has to go back to Valinor in order to like get help from the Valar. Is I, that's the only thing I can I can think because it's in that boat that she ends up that her, her apparently her boat gets destroyed and she meets uh, Halbrand or something along those lines. The whole timeline is really tough for me to figure out. Um, it's kind of like watching I don't know if you've ever seen the first season of Westworld on HBO. It was it was actually all mixed together the timeline and they did that again I think in season two. In any case, that's that feels like kind of what the, we have going on here is we don't know when things are happening exactly and that, that bothers me. Yep, and, and it should because we have there's a real timeline, of course, when things happen. And this is part of the danger that one does when one decides to take a timeline and compress it and put all kinds of things in, because that means you're going to leave a bunch of things out and you're going to have to make connections where there wasn't one before. So you're going to have to make up stuff um, that wasn't there. And I don't mean make up stuff and just filling in things that would have happened or did happen, but just aren't described by Tolkien. I mean, make stuff up like whole cloth Frankenstein things together. Um, yeah. And that's going to, might end up like a Frankenstein a monster. Yeah. It, it, it ended up that way with, you know, the last season of Wheel of Time, not Wheel of Time, of uh, Game of Thrones, right? Where they didn't have the books, they didn't have anything, and they Frankenstein stuff together and everybody hated it. So yep. uh, unless you're the original author, generally you're not going to be able to do it as well as that original author would have. Agreed. These are the Harfoots. Their minds, mend their fields of grain. But we Harfoots have each other. You want to pause it there? Yeah, my favorite so, shot of the entire trailer, <laughs> right here where we paused it. 
<laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was. I find it fascinating in a bad way that they are using the Harfoots as, which by the way, uh, have we've been told too many times by people that the Harfoots are sort of proto-hobbits, which of course they aren't. They're actual hobbits. They're, they're one of the kinds of hobbits in right. the time of the, the tale of Lord of the Rings. So yes. they're not the proto-hobbits that these they're being made out to be here. Um, and I, I found it fascinating on a number of levels. The narration is coming from the hobbits, so we're supposed to be connecting with the hobbits. But I find oh, myself cool. emotionally when I watch the three other races, the shot of the elves and their beautiful dwellings in the forest, the shot of the dwarves and their underground halls, and the shot of the men even in the fields, I find those to be more compelling than whatever this is here. Um, yeah. So. I don't find myself drawn to the hobbits at all, especially because apparently we had a shot with a hobbit wearing a haystack on their head, like hiding from the humans, <laughs> like a la like a, a Navy uh, SEAL. It's like a hobbit yeah. Navy SEAL, like hiding in the fields with the with the haystack, which is just seems ridiculous. So yeah, and uh, is that a is that a bong they're bringing up to their lips or is it a flute? What do you think? Because it was one of the two. I wasn't I wasn't sure. I thought it was a whistle. Hobbits but... love their pipe weed, you know, and maybe That's weed right. had a completely different meaning for these proto hobbits. So and this this shot, right? So and the, the line was, you know, elves have their trees, they can take care of the trees, dwarves have their minds, humans have their wheat, but we have each other. Which it, uh, it's not it's not a very Tolkien thing to say, in my opinion. Like elves didn't just have the trees, right? That was that was maybe the Sylvans, I guess you could say. Or the ones that they met, but anyway, I digress. Here, though, this this shot of them cavorting in a forest clearly again. I don't, I don't know. I think they're trying to do them make make them some sort of like proto English character, like a Celtic, like a pagan, right? Like the uh, communing with the earth. That's why they said that they uh, travel with the, the 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 harvest wherever the harvest right. is. That's where they go, which is an odd thing too. But anyway, unless this it, shot just it's other people's harvest, and they like steal from them because yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that shot of the hobbit the hobbits in the fields yeah. of the moon was uh, that's right. You know, maybe, Maybe that's the way it works. But they're little. They don't need much grain, just a little bit. If it's stealing a little <laughs> bit, it's not as bad as stealing a lot, right? Anyway, all right, let's go on. We're safe. They're safe. Okay, based on the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, not adapted from or by, just based, because, well, we know that they paid $250 million for just the rights to the appendices to the Return of the King. They don't even have the Silmarillion or anything else. Everything else I think they had to get explicit approval for, uh, but it's based. So don't expect uh, what Peter Jackson did, which is take the Lord of the Rings, try and get it made, try and get three films made, and actually hew closely to what Tolkien wanted, and as he said in an interview, he wanted to do it to respect the professor, to respect Tolkien, and to do it as he would have it, not to inject their own vision and own views into it. But when it's based on it, you know. Right. Well, if you zoom in, if, if people on the internet, if they zoom in to the uh, left of the word based, in very dark letters, you could see the word kinda. <laughs> Sorry. Kinda. Yeah, it is. It, well, it's what it looks like, right? Kinda based. Um, and again, you know, here's the funny thing is I'm the kind of person generally who likes to give the benefit of doubt and maybe they weren't allowed to do some of this stuff because they didn't have the rights to it. And eventually the Tolkien estate wants to sell it to a real company <laughs> that wants to make something much closer to the Silmarillion because I was, I, so last night I completely reread, um, a Calabeth in the Silmarillion because mm -hmm. I wanted to, 
to, to keep it forefront in my mind about what happens there on Numenor, because there's, there's a lot of exposition without a whole lot of um, conversation in that story. Right. right. And um, I like, there's so much that goes on, right? It's thousands of years. It's at least what 2,500 years or something like that, that they're on Numenor, maybe more. I can't remember, but I know it's at least 2000, more than 2000. It is over um, 2000. Yeah. So, so, but there are so, so many good parts of that that could have been made into these, these full season long series, just like they, they, they would take, um, you know, the book of Boba Fett or uh, parts of, um, uh, I guess, Obi-Wan even, right? Those are like, those are long movies and they could, could have done that with some of those characters. And then they could have come back and had those characters again in a separate story, which would have been really interesting because they're like three or 400 years older. Uh, but they don't do that. And that makes me a little bit sad because they're compressing 2000 years down to a single point in time. So are we going to see them battling Sauron? And then like 10 years later or five years later or something like that, Sauron is defeated again by, or battling Morgoth. And then Sauron is defeated again by the Numenorians, or he just comes in, he doesn't even fight them. He just comes in and he says, okay, I give up. You're way too strong. And then he ends up being taken prisoner, which I think we'll see in this trailer if we're right. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole compression thing. It just, it messes, it messes with your ability to tell a, a, a story that actually respects Tolkien. So true. I think, Absolutely. I think this is the, this, this is going to be, as we go through this, through the months, I think this is going to be the source of kind of like the original sin of this adaptation or whatever we want to call this is going to come back to the fact that they changed the storyline completely. And that yeah. means there's going to, there's just going to be a lot of messiness and that's going to mess with the, the professor's work. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You have fought long enough, Galadriel. This is Elrond speaking. Put up your sword. So he says, you have fought long enough, Galadriel, put up your sword. Which means Galadriel is, uh, once again, Xena, warrior princess of here. Uh, which is interesting, because all we see, I think, uh, in general, is um, is warrior females in this trailer, for the most part. Uh, I mean, there are a couple, I guess, here and there of the men. But sincerely specifically leading the army um and so if we take a look here at some of these images that came out in uh in the entertainment weekly article this week we see tar muriel in battle armor with her sword she is the wife of our the uh final king of numenor who essentially took her to wife when he wasn't allowed to she's her cousin she's his cousin uh but and she she was she was the actual rightful successor to the throne of numenor and was essentially considered one of the faithful um or tried to be uh and then uh the other shot of her let's find it that's her there too but that's not the one i meant it's one of these there it is see she's leading the armies with a crazy helm there however so again i think we see the the whole warrior idea being um primary in their attempt to make right 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 the usual there's only one type of strong woman possible which is the strong woman who wears more armor than the men and is leads the men in battle and and you know yeah it's, it's yeah it's sad it's a very, that's all we get very one-dimensional view of of strong women which is funny because you know galadriel is often written as one of the most powerful and i would say even in uh, peter jackson's films you would look at that and say like well who's one of the most powerful you'd say galadriel because of what she did and what she's done and how she helped the the, the fellowship i mean her power of uh that 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 was that to try to portray in Lorien, I think, was was effective, and uh, it's sad. Anyway, all right, move on. I agree. All right, elves through ice again, I guess. Yeah, like dude, on some sort of quest of some sort. Here they are through the ice again. Yeah. Um, I'm not it sure. It doesn't appear is. to be the Hel Karakseg, um journey. It appears no. to be 
you said some sort of quest? I think she's trying to find the uh, the source of the evil, wherever that is. That's what my, that's my guess is. And maybe it has to do with Helcroxa after the, the Dagor Bragalach, uh, where, you know, the War of Wrath or the War of Flames. Um, that would be Numenor. Pretty cool. I mean, there's the, yeah. there's the waterfall yeah, right there. Right. I mean, visually, yeah, it looks great. It is over. You have not it is. seen what I've seen. I have seen my share. You have not seen. All right. So this, they're underwater. A lot of dead <laughs> bodies. Looking up at something aflame. So this is what makes us all think that this is the Dagobragalach, the War of Flame, where uh, Sauron first released the... Wait, is it Sauron? No. Oh. Morgoth. Morgoth, yeah, not Sauron. He released the uh, the dragons the first time. Uh, right. Or... Technically, he released the volcanic fires and ash as well, and that and then yeah. the dragons followed. Dragons followed. And it was at the lull where the elves, the Noldor elves, had felt that they had finally contained him for many, many centuries, and and you know there was even you know um, you know the world the world was green and all the way up into his walls, his very walls. Um, and so the elves had thought they were at a stalemate. They couldn't take his his fortress. Unbeknownst to them, he had spent centuries perfecting the dragon, or at least starting to perfect the dragon. Yeah. And um, and then he came out in this the Dagor Bragalach and uh, War of Sudden Flame, I believe, is the translation. And Sudden Flame, yeah, okay. And uh, and basically destroyed all the armies that they, they fought all, they were all separated all the different um forces and armies of the good el of the elves and dwarves and men there was great bravery but it basically this was the end the beginning of the end for the forces of good in middle earth until until they're saved by the valor yeah and this is also the battle where galadriel's uh, two brothers perished as well uh angrod and ignor and right. uh, so it would make sense that if she's recalling this that would be part of what she recalls is that her brothers were killed by Morgoth. It'll be interesting to see, can they portray Morgoth? Because they have to portray Morgoth as more powerful than Sauron, which doesn't really work if you're not going to make him anything of a character, right? So like, it, it'll be interesting to see how can they make this part of, how can they make, how, how can they make Sauron and Morgoth in back flashbacks uh, look as though they're working together or something that makes him a big bad guy again because Morgoth is right. And it, right that's a good point and I don't maybe they're just trying to try to avoid the whole Morgoth thing except for mentioning him and flashbacks that don't that don't focus yeah. in on him I mean yeah following this battle that you're seeing the scene from no doubt that I think we're right about that um that's when Fingolfin actually fights Morgoth and is killed um, right the, the only time that a that an elf has fought a Valar yeah, um, yeah. So, so anyway, it's it's a it's a time of tragedy, and Galadriel is recalling it clearly here. Yeah. What I have seen. I mean, great visuals still. Um, if a little over the top, sometimes we get so beaten down by great visuals that um, we, we don't care anymore. And like, I saw that in my 12 year old when he saw this, he's like, well, it looks nice, but he sees nice things every day. It's not, it's not, special effects isn't what it used to be when it would wow us just to see it. And the other thing, it's gonna be on a small screen. If this was on a big screen, it would probably look a whole lot better because like small screen, like my TV, rather than going to an IMAX theater. Good point. Darkness will march over the face of the so that's Gilgalad telling us that darkness will march over the face of the earth. 
with Elrond probably maybe I don't know where that is. Maybe the Grey Havens. You can see it's almost water with two mountain sides right there. Right. Um, my guess as well. So this is where we we see these are elves. What the guess is what they're they're going toward Valinor, toward Amon to do something. There is no, I mean, there's no record of Galadriel actually taking a boat anywhere uh, towards Valinor again, right? Am I missing? Uh, she she no, doesn't no, do no, that. No, you're, you're right. And so the question would be, like, what are they doing here? I mean, I know people have speculated that this is the preceding scene to the shipwreck of some kind because the because what she's wearing what she's yeah. wearing, um, which may seem to make sense, but. We don't know if she's is she going to Valinor or is she just is this just a, a vision of you know she's just traveling on the boat? I hope she, they don't make her part of the journey of Arendelle. I hope that doesn't happen. But I mean that's not even Arendelle's boat. Yeah, that's it right. Can't be. It's not. I mean, there's right, and this here this here hues uh, towards what uh, Tolkien wrote is that they didn't have rowers or anything like that on their boats, right? They just. They would just use sails and unlike men's boats. Anyway, okay, ships. Sorry, not boats. Dinghies. Pontoons. Okay, move on. <laughs> so there she is on the boat, right? Looking towards what I'm guessing is the light of Valinor. I mean, I don't know. It's so weird. Unless the There's sun so is setting in the light. west. There's so much light there. It, it, it almost feels like it's it's got to be Laureline. But but why? Like she wouldn't... She left after Laureline. She wouldn't come back because Laureline was already already sucked dry by Ungoliant by the time... I mean, look... It, it's <laughs> sorry, possible. sorry, Michael. It's all your fault. <laughs> it's it's possible. Like if I'm going to be as charitable as possible, maybe this is some kind of flashback to the time of the two trees, where she's you know coming from the Isle of the Teleri and yeah. into towards um, you know, yeah, towards you know, the, right. gap, the gap. I don't know. Star Muriel. Mm -hmm. Don't know who that is. Who the who? What is the old man? The the man with the beard and the embers. Oh, this guy. Oh, this is. No, that's a good question. I had yeah. So there's a guy with uh, who they they show like it's almost like there are fires or there are flames with everybody. I'm betting this is the meteor man when he lands, and uh, those are the embers falling around them, and these are the hobbits who come to meet him because the the first trailer had a hobbit pulling him out right. of that. Right. So. Uh, good question. I don't know. We still don't know who Meteor Man is, who Halbrand is. Are they one and the same? Are they Sauron? Is one Sauron? Is the other something else? Um, this, this figure looks much older than, than Halbro. He does. He does. Halbro. Oh. <laughs> I am sorry. Like, I like that shot of the Kingdom of the Dwarves. It is nice. And uh, and uh, it's where I, people think this is Durin, Durin the Third saying, "I am sorry, but their time has come." To his son, his actually official son, Durin the Fourth, because that's also not what Tolkien wrote. Because Durin right. is simply a name given to one who is most like um, the forefather, the original Durin. So right, where they think somehow the spirit is reincarnated. Yes, but but, but you don't get the name Durin at birth. You get the name. You do Durin, not um, given yeah. to you later on in life as if, a, you're, if, as if a, you are in fact a type. Of yeah. There he is. There's there Halbro. He is. My GQ, the GQ <sighs> shot of Halbro. You can see his guitar straps slung over his shoulder, and the uh, right. I know. So uh, yeah. So the rumor is that this guy is Sauron, and he's he's in a Numenorean court of some kind. So is this when he was taken captive after creating the rings? But that would be so, so much further into the series. This is what I hate, right? Knowing so much 
about what the story should be and that we can't figure out how it's how it's actually going together is not a feather in their cap. It, this doesn't bode well for how they're actually writing this because we know these stories. Like there, there are hundreds of thousands of people who have read these books so deeply that know these stories so well, but we can't figure out exactly who's who and where's what and why's why. And it just, uh, I can't, and I can't what's stand that. It, it's so true, Jonathan, but also um, from a story, a narrative, a storytelling perspective, we don't care about anyone that Amazon has invented. Like, it is possible to make right. people get to get people to care if you have an original series and you have original characters and over time that people get attached to them because the acting is excellent, the writing is excellent, and over seasons you get attachment to those characters. The yeah. problem you have doing that with this book is that there is so much here that we already care about, which is in the professor's work, and they're just injecting random characters that we're supposed to care about, and we don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, aside from the GQ look, like the guy who looks like he's got a future in male modeling, so great. Um, you know, but, but besides that, I, I don't care. Like, there's nothing to make me care in this shot. Yeah, the tilt of his head is perfect. He could be a cover model at some point. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, the past is with us all. That was Aaron Deer, The Love of Bronwyn, another forbidden elf human love. Thankfully, she, mm -hmm. I, don't, I didn't notice her at all in this trailer. Uh, these are Numenor, no, 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 these are elves running forth. There's Galadriel right in the front. In some sort of battle, again, I don't know what battle this would be. Um, I mean, maybe these are what the, uh, is it the Iron Mountains, the Blue Mountains? I can't remember. Uh, the the Dagor Bragalach, uh, this could be then. We don't know. I mean, that battle lasted 40 years, according to Tolkien. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It was a series of battles and, and a, yeah. many of them across plains like this with mountains surrounding. So it could be, or could be. it could be in Middle Earth proper, um, you know, not Middle Earth proper. I mean, the part of Middle Earth that we are um, familiar with through Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, my guess is this is a flashback. I don't, yeah. Maybe not. We'll see. Okay. The past is dead. The okay. past is dead. Either we move forward or we die with it. Says, is that Elendil? Did so we find who out? Is that? Yeah, that's, that's question. the question. Who who is that saying that? Because in Tolkien's world, the past isn't dead. The past is better. That's what that's the reality in Tolkien's world. And yeah. so, and you you this is something you brought up actually in an earlier podcast regarding armor and weapons, and that's why the hobbits when they got the swords of Numenor, right? Weren't they Numenor swords? Uh, they were they were from they were, not from Numenor. They were uh, um, from um, uh, the, the the kingdoms of the north. Um, yeah, the Dúnedain that were up there. The, the Dúnedain of the north. They're, they're Which I guess Numenorian kingdom of Arnor. Yeah, yeah. So those were better, right? Uh, yep. Anyway, yeah. So you were going to say, yeah, and, and so so if this is someone, if this is an ultimately evil character saying this, what amounts to a twenty first century progressivism line of you know the the past is dead, like long live the future, everything in the future is not automatically better. If that's the case, then I'm down with it. But if it's a good character saying like, we have to leave the past behind, that's that's not Tolkien's world. No. Tolkien's world is trying to preserve the goodness that was given to them in the past and and, and recognizing and trying to return to that, um, never quite succeeding, but 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 that's the, so, so we'll see who that character is. It, um, yeah. yeah, I'm afraid yeah. that it's more, you know, uh, 21st century trash woke writing going on here, but but maybe not. Maybe it's a maybe it's a character trying to deceive people. And, sure, maybe you know. not. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. 
There's our Farazan and then so that yeah, so that will move back. That was our Farazan like in riling up a crowd of people. Right. Uh, which is essentially what he did. Kind of a small crowd here. Maybe they'll augment that in post production. Mm -hmm. Uh but yeah, 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 small crowd. Uh but he is the uh the improper king of Numenor who ultimately sails to the Forbidden Lands and uh dies there under many, many rocks. Right. And who's the guy after him in the shot with the sword with the lance on the horse? You know, I don't know. Um, is that Numenorian? I so can't it tell. looks I like the same barding. The horse barding looks the same as in the yep. horses in the shot that Galadriel um, was leading the charge in. Is that so, Isildur? Maybe? Because we have a shot of Isildur, like for instance, uh, here, let's go back to the, this other shot um, on here. Sorry, I don't, there, uh, no, 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 we're finding it. There, this one. No, that's Elendil, I'm pretty sure right there. Yeah, that's his father. Uh, so probably, probably one of those, or it could just be another uh, in that battle that uh, Galadriel or whomever is leading, or Tarmiriel, sorry, um, could be just a warrior doing something special. Yeah, interesting. All right, so it's nothing telling us nothing. Also, no, and this is this is during the fourth, probably Mithril, right? Holding up yeah, Mithril yeah, because Celebrimbor yeah. discovers Mithril and uh, he's there with him and before the creator. And what's ends. the line he says? This changes. This everything. changes everything. This could be the beginning of a new era. Oh, but Michael, but Michael, uh, your favorite shot that's of the right. entire trailer Ron has got Deere, to be Prince of Physics. Aaron Deere, Prince of Physics, one somehow in this shot of him up against what looks to be a warg, uh -huh. warg, warg. Um, he, he, uh, he, he, he flips over, and then his his flip speeds up as he <laughs> falls back down. It's kind of weird. So, whoa, there it is. Oh, yeah, he's kind of chained. odd. He's chained. Yeah, right before that shot, though, I would think here. Here's what is this shot? Right, this is um, Elvish warriors, I believe. Yes. Yeah, this could. I, my guess is these are these are Noldor princes. Mm, you think these are the the children of Feanor? Maybe. Do you think I, they, they I, go I think all the way back? Distinct possibility. Yes. Where did they take the vow? Do you remember? Did they take it on uh, Tyrion. Tyrion? Yeah. They so this could Tyrion. be a. Something on Tyrion. It is dark, so no trees, right? No moon, no right. no uh, no Telperion, no Silpion. So we got nothing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So this could be a flashback to the vow. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Collateral, collateral fighting an or or flight fighting a troll, and then we get Meteor Man. Meteor Man can't have a Lord of the Rings trailer so, without Meteor Man. So the 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 going thought is that boy, this looks like the Eye of Sauron. From mm. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. See, that's, uh, and that's been my theory since I saw Meteor Man. It's yeah, supposed be, it's supposed to be Anatar. Yeah. So is 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 Halbrand really then? Is he really just a foil for uh, for uh, Galadriel, another forbidden love, because they end up on a boat together? I really think they are going to try to make Halbro into into you know some kind of compelling character. I remember um, one of the one of the. Uh, articles that was written it was talking about how he has he's some kind of exile from his people or something like that yeah, so, yeah he's on the run from his past he's on the run from his past or something so so, so I, I think they're they're going to try to give this guy a, a career following his gk <laughs> shoot um but uh we'll see all right i have seven-ish yep and then the harfoots oh this is my favorite look at how the people beyond the first person are walking Oh, that's awesome. They are walking exactly as I walk when I snorkel and have my fins on. I have oh flippers, gosh. and so you have to lift your feet higher 
and splay your legs outwards so that because you're kind of flapping along so it's clear the prosthetics are not what oh my gosh yeah i mean it was it, it looks so bad i can't believe they were okay with that shot she looks like she's struggling not to fall down the hill um, exactly. And then what's up with like their, their incredibly dirty feet too. I mean, I, I get that they're supposed to be earthy at this point, but mm -hmm. it's, it's ridiculous. And the amount of shots they have again with twigs and salad in their hair, other things that are just randomly thrown in they're, dill. They're and, just you know. trying to tell us that the hobbits oh, are yeah. dirty people. I, it's so weird because, you know, the, the hobbit starts out with, you know, it wasn't a dirty dank hole strewn with worms and other ill-gotten things. It, it it was home and it meant comfort. And this is nothing of the sort. I, I just, oh, I can't stand which, that they're, they change them so dramatically. Which clearly, like, they are um, absolutely, without a doubt, trying to give them their own vibe and trying to say, you know, we wanted hobbits, which is weird because they, they put hobbits in here when they shouldn't be here. They put them in here. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be the familiar thing, right? They're supposed to drive, draw people because who would who can imagine Middle Earth without hobbits? But then they give us Middle Earth without the hobbits that people love. Because yeah. what, what people love about hobbits includes all of those things in the, of the life in the Shire, the simple rural, you know, agrarian life. And these people are like proto-pagan, um, dirty, you know, weird Homeless. utopia creatures. I don't know what they are. So Yeah, yeah it's odd. Yeah, and so then we just simply get after that. It's it's the trailer's over. We get the Rings of Power coming September second. Um, so after all that, Michael, like, uh, what are there? I mean, clearly, it's easier to be negative. It's always easier to be negative, uh, especially when we have something that we're comparing it to. And so I'll continue to be negative because I have something to compare it to. But do you, is there anything about this that you would say, hey, I really like this part of it, or something about this character that you actually really like? So so everything that was which will probably end up, what will probably end up being a bunch of flashbacks. It's a lot of the flashback stuff from what may be a, this shot right here, you know, Laureline and yeah. Telperion, beautiful yeah. shot and, and, and wonderful to bring in the history of light. You know, that that's one of Tolkien's biggest thematic rich returns that he always comes back to is light and darkness. So leaning into that, even with the narration, I like that. Um, the the perhaps what is the vow of the noldor princes that that's if that's what that is that's a cool shot anything that has to do with um the dagor bragalach is it, you know as long as they do it well and they've got that shot with that you brought up with the ladriel covered in ash um, from the entertainment weekly um still shot that's that's perfect like this is the kind of thing like it would have been a absolutely terrifying and and um traumatic, traumatic uh, uh, first battle, first this, battle the, this, the, when, when the mountains the spew mountains flame and the dragons come dragons forth and the elves are just crushed. crushed. Um, um, th yeah. This is good stuff. Um, this is this is like, but the problem is there's nothing that we can care about yet. The, the, the hobbits are poorly done. Um, the, the, there's no story they're giving us to latch onto. It's just a bunch of feels about with, with, with some shots to go with it. Um, so, so there is some stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm positive about, um, but there's other stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm positively terrified about. Yeah, I would say that you know um, they they had a nice blueprint to work off of um, with Peter Jackson, and then Peter Jackson had uh, John Howe and Alan Lee, and um, and so we still see so much of that in those deep shots of uh, Numenor uh, and of um, the Elven areas where Gilgalad is and. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of that. Um, 
but but making a story pretty doesn't make the story right uh it's the characters and the motivations and um the conversations the relationships and if they don't hit those um it's going to be really hard to win a lot of Tolkien fans over and from what i see uh based on the characters that i know i'm i've not been won over by any <clears throat> any stretch of the imagination i i don't i don't like where they're going with i mean i i'm so tired of of women leading battles at this point it's like men don't matter i mean here in this in this entire trailer um no man speaks of battle it's the women every time uh and it's elrond who's trying to to, to, to keep yeah to sway a uh, gladriel to keep her out of battle and essentially saying things are okay but that that's not even the conversation i don't think they would have ever had right he would have listened to her he would have been okay with like saying okay well what are you really thinking but but that's not it it's it's she's the brash young warrior even though at this point she has lost her her father isn't around anymore i think he's gone back to valinor at this point her two brothers are dead right uh she's seen the destruction of the oath of feanor like she's a wise person beyond her years ultimately even at this point she's been at the, i believe at this point she's even been um uh she's she's uh she was taken under the care of uh thingol melian wasn't she she was she she stayed with them for a while so that alone should give her a gravity that we are not getting at all in the character and i am disappointed that they couldn't even see that i mean i think we felt that in a way with the way that peter jackson portrayed galadriel even though we didn't get any of that story uh in the movies rightly so we didn't need that uh but we don't even see any of that she's brash she's young she's carrying a sword every single time the only time we see her at ease is on the boat traveling towards uh valinor i guess i mean it could be towards numenor but that wouldn't make any sense with the way that the light is shining on that so anyway my my fear is that those relationships and the way that they're writing is is very um pithy right the, the statements are made to be quotable instead of uh, memorable I, I feel like it's it's hmm. I compare it to Tolkien, and Tolkien wrote with depth and with uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, thought and a lot of rewriting. Meaning, it's nothing like the Book of Lost Tales, and there's so much more to it than there was. And uh, because they don't have anything to go off of, again, they don't have they don't have the books, they don't have even the words that were in the Silmarillion in the in the the brief conversations that were had or the the statements from there. All they have are the appendices, and there's not much there to go off of. So maybe they're not allowed to, maybe. But if they're not, they shouldn't have done it because it's not going to end up with what, right. as we know. Right. The best, the best this is trending towards right now is some fan fiction in my mind. Yeah, billion dollar fan fiction. It'll look pretty, but it's it's not it's not going to be much like Tolkien, and I don't think it's no. going to be much like the Galadriel or much like the Elrond. I I, I, I have a hard time seeing it even being the hit that it, that you know um, Martin's work was. Um, so it. it that lasted for a few years and everyone was gaga about it. I'm not seeing that same reaction. It's not a good sign that, you know, the, on the late in the day on the drop of the trailer, less than 10% um, of the people that watched the video gave it a reaction. And yeah. And of those two thirds mm -hmm. were negative versus one, it's roughly two thirds, one third positive. Yeah. It's not a good thing. It's not not I mean, people were hoping for something that was more like Tolkien, more like even um, the the gravity that Peter Jackson put into his first trailer. I showed my kid the first trailer for the Fellowship of the Ring. He was like, "Wow, that looks amazing!" Um, and he gets it right. They, they tell a little bit of the story in that trailer, but here we get nothing. I mean, maybe they're going to release another one. They've got another fifty days, but they, uh, they got to start telling. They're definitely going to release another one. Um, I, yeah. There's no way they don't. 
but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get something in August and uh, maybe something right before a little yeah. thing. Right, I guess right they do call this the main teaser right here, not, yeah. not the main trailer, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, those are our thoughts, everybody. If you have anything that you want to say, please leave your comments below. Um, you know, we're pretty opinionated about this, but um, we do love Lord of the Rings and I hope that something good comes out of this. I mean, in the end, I'm sure more people will read about the Silmarillion and we have uh, The Fall of Numenor, I believe is the book title coming up November 20th or 2nd or somewhere around there, uh, which takes Tolkien's works and tries to put into a chronological format the things that happened to Numenor over the proper period of time. And can uh, I say so uh, with regard to that, that that was something I was really hoping they would lean into on in this show like Numenor is this unbelievably awesome tragedy of human hubris and yeah. power and and it's such a wonderful story um and that that I'm just I'm not catching anything with regard to that I mean I obviously there's some characters from Numenor and obviously there's going to be something about Numenor yeah but but I, I I'm not seeing anything so I'm I'm I was it's going to be sad if if they just sort of give Numenor the um short shrift on that yeah, there, it's interesting. There's one shot actually, um, but it wouldn't make sense. But I'll bring it up anyway. There's one shot of Muriel, um, Tar Muriel, right? That's her mm -hmm. name. Now I'm getting confused. Uh, uh, on in a in a pathway of some sort, and it looks like there are a bunch of petals falling down. Right. Uh, and the only thing that I could think of maybe at this point is that they've chopped down the tree, right? And those are all the petals falling down from the tree at the. the yeah. Yeah, the trees, the trees dying or dead of some in some way, and the, the petals are blowing through the city. Well, yeah, no. Well, Sauron convinces Arpharazon to actually cut it down to actually like right, right. It. What I mean is like that's that's the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the, the so death in of that the moment, tree. maybe the tree, maybe, maybe she's realizing what's happened, and yeah. the leaves are blowing through the city. For for all that to happen though, in the first season, seems like a lot to have do to go from think, Sauron. Do you think all these shots are from season one? That's all they filmed. They have. I thought they had, thought they had parts of season two done. Maybe they did. I, I thought I know that they moved to uh, England from New Zealand to film the next season, as far as I know. But uh, I, I wasn't aware that they'd shot like any significant part of season two. Hmm. So, well, yeah, since, since we have a five season arc. If by the end of season one, we have the death of the white tree in Numenor and hmm. basically nearing the end of the Numenor story, that's going to be really sad because there's no way they could do Numenor justice in that. Short no, a span. Unless they somehow make that early in, like they switch the timeline around and they make the tree cut down early, because then at that point you have to have Ellen Dill stealing the the sapling, right? Or the fruit. Sorry, the fruit that gets fruit, yeah. like, that he plants, and then and then we'll see. And then we'll see Amundil. Will we see him going towards Valinor too? Right? Because I mean, he he leaves he leaves and takes three servants, I think, and goes towards it's, Valinor. It, there's nothing certain once you start mucking with the timeline. Like, oh, we, I hate we, it. We can't we can't predict. I hate it. Hate it. Well, we'll, we'll sit and slowly watch the madness unfold. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep reviewing it, and uh, and uh, we intend to post videos every time there's a new episode. Uh, though we can't guarantee it's going to be the, the day of because, you know, YouTube doesn't pay. In fact, it paid zero right now. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, and I think we'll 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 drop this on a podcast, a bonus podcast episode too, so that uh, everybody can listen yep. in. But thanks for joining us. Dan can join us next time. Yeah, 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 for sure. His his life's a little crazy. He's got some big things going on over at the B. So, uh, but thanks for joining us. Yeah, leave your comments below, and uh, we'll see you the next time. Take care. Take care. All.